Welcome and thank you for joining us online today. We're so glad you're here. Let me start by saying how much I've missed seeing all of you. When I was asked to take over as Ross Campus Pastor on March 1st, I never would have guessed that in April we would be where we are. You know, our campus has basically had to shut and we've moved to online services only. I have struggled with what that really looks like. I've also dealt with sadness over the events that have had to be canceled. The lives turned upside down, the trips postponed, all of the, the students who were having to basically deal with their, their senior years of high school being, in essence, uprooted. And most importantly, the lives that have been lost as a result of this pandemic. I want to encourage all of you to continue to be praying for our city, for our nation, and for our world. Pray for the physical healing of our nation, but also for the spiritual healing as people find new ways to connect with God. I want to tell you that as I think about life returning to normal, I realize that things will go back to being the way they were. But then I start to realize that, you know, I don't know that I really want life to go back to normal. I want you to hear that again because some of you may be questioning what I'm thinking. I'm not sure I want life to go back to normal. You see, there are things that I'm going to miss if life goes back to the way it was before this all happened. You know, things like time with my family, it has been such an amazing opportunity for me to be able to spend so much more time with Pam and my two boys, Sam and Isaac. Being able to watch them play and go outside and experience the, the spring weather we've been seeing over the last few weeks. Or the time that we're experiencing Sam, who's in kindergarten, learning and growing and just expanding his mind. Things like talking about God and Jesus and just sharing our faith with each other in just new and exciting ways. Or, or just spending time, you know, watching shows or, or just being together, loving on each other. You know, my oldest, he's probably going to remember this. And I don't think he's going to remember this as something terrible, but he's going to remember this as that time in his life when he got to spend all day with mom and dad and his brother having fun. And, and I will be honest with you, though, even though I don't want things to go back to normal, I still struggle sometimes with this idea of always being with my kids. You know, there's times, and you may feel like I do, that I, I just want some alone time. I want some Chris time, right? But in this moment, we've had to learn how to parent more than we ever have, right? And, and let me say this to you. Parenting is hard. Say it with me. Parenting is hard. But say this with me as well. God is good. There's days, I'll tell you, that there's days where I feel like I'm losing the parenting battle, right? That I'm just not a good parent. Days where I yell too much or I don't have any patience, or I'm too distracted from my kids, or I don't give them the attention that they really need. But I want you to remember this, because a lot of you might be feeling what I feel. Because Have you felt that, right? Have you felt those days? Let me say this. Parenting is not a single-day battle. 
It's not won or lost on a single day of our lives as parents. It's a long race. And you see, God, He's a father to all of us as well. He, he understands what being a father is like. And there are times when we do things where God should lose His cool, right? God should lose it with us. But what does He do? He forgives us. God does not lose it with us. You see, Scripture will tell you more that He says, I love you, than He says, I'm fed up with you. He never says that. He forgives us and He holds us and He comforts us. You see, God wants us to learn about the world around us. And He wants us to learn about who we are in Him. And there's times when God calls us into this mission alongside of Him. And in one of those ways, that's being a parent to our kids. God wants us to do the same for His children, for our children. Jesus knew that children were important to the mission of His kingdom, how important they were. He said, bring the little children to me. So he knew that, and he wants us to raise them to know him as well. Here's what it says in Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 4 through 9. It says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. And these words I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. This passage right there is why we want to spend this next few weeks on a series focused solely on the children in your life. What we see here is that there's a call to these parents. It's a, it's a message to these parents and to the grandparents, those people in the community who have a child in their life. They need to realize how we live and how we act impacts the lives of our children. That we're setting for them an example, a model for how they should live. You may not realize it, but little eyes are watching and little ears are listening. You are an important person in their lives. And you may not even think that you have any children you have an impact on, but if you actually take some time and think about it, there might be someone in your life. A grandchild, a niece, a nephew, a neighbor's kid, a kid that you teach at school a kid who comes to church, you have an impact on their lives. We will be spending time in four phases of your children's life. Elementary, middle school, high school, and the phase that I'm going to talk to you about today, the toddler and pre-K phase. And you'll see how important it is to realize that we raise our children knowing two fundamental truths. One, that they're loved by us. And two, that they are loved by our Heavenly Father. And this idea takes both the church and parents, caregivers, neighbors, and friends. You'll, you, you may have heard the phrase, it takes a village. And this is what raising children is all about. It takes more than just a dad and mom to be able to raise a child right. 
We're all called to this mission. When we love our children and also help raise the children around us to know God, then we are working together to make the most impact. Now, you see, I became a dad in 2014 when Sam was born. And I can remember what that was like to look at him for the first time. And I realized in that moment that life would just never be the same. When I looked at him, I realized how God feels when he looks at us, that unconditional love that we feel for a little baby, a baby that can't do anything really other than to need you. But I I couldn't stand but to love him no matter what he did. And let me tell you something. Kids will test us. They will scream at us for no reason. They will throw up on you. They will do unthinkable things in a diaper, okay? And they will keep you up all hours. You know, it will make you crazy. I mean, have you ever had that feeling, that moment where you're just like, man, I can't take this anymore, this illogical little thing that just wants to do things that I can't figure out why or can't get them to calm down, and you just can't take it anymore. And here's the thing. You'll turn on each other in those moments, you know. It'll make you so impatient and so tired. I realize that God made babies so cute for a reason. Because if they weren't that cute, I don't think we'd have very much patience for them. But at the end of this phase, you start to say to yourself, and this is what I did. I remember thinking, okay, okay, we got through this, all right? I got through this. I think we're going to be okay. I think we got through. And then Isaac was born. And boy, things were just completely different with him. He was colicky, and he would scream and yell for hours at a time. And I'm thinking, why aren't you like your brother? And even now to this day, when they're both six and three years old, they're still completely different boys. They just do things differently, and I can't treat one the same as the other. And it's tough. But we don't want to let this pass by. We don't want to ignore this phase or move on. Because what happens when we struggle? What happens when we're dealing with these phases and these difficult times is we start to say things like, I just can't wait for this. Like, I can't wait for them to be able to walk. Or I can't wait for them to be out of diapers. Or I can't wait for them to go to school. Because we think, oh, it'll be easier once they're able to do that. Now, let me tell you something. I'm 100% convinced that I don't ever want to change another diaper, okay? But I also don't want to rush my boys to grow up. And I don't want to miss out on this amazing time in their life. You see, we have limited time with our children. And you may have noticed I've got this jar of gumballs here next to me. And you were probably thinking, man, Chris must really love gumballs. But that's not what this is here for. This is actually here as an illustration. You see, inside of this jar is 936 gumballs. And these gumballs represent the weeks in your child's life you have from the moment they're born till the moment they graduate high school. And these represent, as the time moves on, this jar is going to become less and less full, and you're going to have less weeks to actually interact with your kids. 
Don't miss these critical times of growing up because before you know it, they're going to be gone. That's why today's big idea is embrace the opportunity and your children. You see, we need to embrace each opportunity that we have that's so important. You see, we're distracted and occupied. And so what happens is when we are giving time to our kids, a lot of times this is less about the excitement of spending time with them and more about a requirement that we have to be with them. We make it like a check on our to-do list, like, oh, I need to spend time with my kids. Why? Because we're told you need to spend time with your kids. You know, scientists will tell you it's so important to spend time with your kids, and psychologists will tell you this. And so what do we do? We put it as a to-do on our list. And we schedule this time, and we try to make it a requirement. But we need to realize how important it is and how critical it is, not just because we're told that, but because of what it will do for their lives. In Ephesians 5, verses 15 and 16, here's what it says. It says, Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. You see, we need to make the most of every opportunity we have, and we don't have that many. We need to embrace them, and this means embracing them physically, right? We need to embrace them physically as toddlers. It's so important because as they're embraced physically, they realize how they're safe and they're loved. And this is such a critical thing to their development during this time. You see, psychologists have found that nurturing is necessary for the brain to learn how to connect human contact with pleasure. This is the foundation in, in all things for empathy in human beings. That's how we learn how to empathize is from the connection we make as, as children. Without this, we actually lose the ability to connect with other people as we grow. And, and beyond that, that connection we make, physical embrace can actually be the difference between life and death. You know, back in the 12th century, there was this German king, Frederick, right? And he decided that he wanted to figure out what would a baby's language be if they were never spoken to. So he took babies from mothers after they were born at the time, and he gave them to these nurses who would take care of them. And he had two rules for the nurses. The first rule was they were not allowed to speak to the babies. They could not talk to them directly at all. But the second rule he, he gave them was they could not touch them or hold them or cuddle them. They were not to physically interact with the babies. Now, he figured they would grow up to speak German because he just thought that's what would happen. Unfortunately, he never got to find out what any of these children spoke because every single baby died. Every single baby that they did this experience did not live. And what the terrible results of this experiment showed was that these babies actually died for a lack of touch. I know that's a terrible story, but what it tells me is 
that our, our love and our embrace of our children is vitally important to their survival. I mean, it literally is the difference between life and death. These children long to feel safe and secure. And we all want to feel that type of security. Even as adults, we want to feel safe. And God knows this about His children. In the Psalms, we read this passage. It says, In peace I will both lie down and sleep, for you alone, O Lord, make me in safety. I mean, that verse, when I read it, I have this image of a little infant sleeping in a crib so soundly and asleep, knowing that his mom or dad is so close. They feel safe and secure. Those swaddling blankets that we put on children are to help them feel safe and secure. And when they feel that safety as they grow and they feel that security, they begin to realize that their environment is one where they can test their boundaries and learn and grow. You know, as they grow, they don't just move out of that need for safety and security. You know, both my boys, they've been afraid of the dark. And they've struggled with that, you know, ever since they were, you know, two to, well, my son Sam's six years old and still deals with it. And at first it's hard as an adult to connect with that fear of the dark because we think it's fine. You know, don't worry about it. There's nothing going to get you. But they don't know that. There's this unknown about the dark that they just don't understand that they've not experienced. So they, they need safety and security. They need to be reminded that they're there for them, that you're going to protect them, that nothing will happen to them. And as they do, they're able to move past that fear and, and be in the dark. You see, my Isaac, he's three years old. He wants to do things on his own. He wants to grow and be like his brother, his older brother. And when he's trying to do something and I try to help him with it, he's quick to say, no, I do it. He wants to do it himself. He doesn't want me to do it anymore. But sometimes there's things he just can't do. He physically can't make certain things happen, so we have to help him. They don't even realize sometimes how much they need us. They need us physically. He can't do it himself. He needs my support. They need more than just the physical embrace, though. We also need to realize that they need our emotional embrace as well. This will help them to understand they're part of your family. And we can do this by saying things like, I love you. And you're part of our family. And I care for you. And I will protect you and keep you safe. And when they're able to understand that love of the family and they realize that they are loved and a part of your, of your group, they will then be able to understand that there's this heavenly Father who also loves them as well. And we can begin to share that with them. You see, as a parent, it's so critical that we begin to share the embrace of God with our children. We do that by telling them daily how much God loves them. By telling them about Jesus. By sharing the Bible with them in ways they can understand. Not being afraid to talk about our faith even when they're little. Now we sat down this week and we talked with Karen Lynch Clark 
who's, who's our children's director at our Coleraine campus. And we wanted to find out what was important about this phase. What were the important things we need to share with our children in this phase? And then we also wanted her to share with you how White Oak can help you do this. So take a look at this video. The most important thing you can teach your little ones during these early years is that you love them, that they are safe, and that Jesus loves them. If they don't have their physical needs met, knowing that they are loved and feeling safe, their emotional development can be stunted. Our little ones need loving adults who have great values and love Jesus to spend time with them. Every kid needs someone who doesn't see them as a disruption, but as an appointment. All those unending questions that they ask, it's important to stop what you're doing and listen and answer them. This helps them to feel valued. Allowing your little ones to know that they are important to you. Cuddling with them, reading to them, spending time with them, encouraging them, allowing them to help you, and even setting appropriate boundaries are all ways that you show them you love them. It's important for you to lay that spiritual foundation for them now to teach them that Jesus loves them, that he created them, that he has a special purpose for them. White Oak wants to come alongside you as the primary faith influencer for your child. Our role is to assist you, to provide emotional, spiritual, and material support for you as you raise your little ones to know and love Jesus. In our Grow Zone nurseries, we strive to build a foundation of church being a happy place, a place where babies feel safe and secure and loved. As they become toddlers and enter into our preschool classrooms, they experience structure. They learn how to share, how to interact with one another. Through age-appropriate lessons and environments, we teach them that they are loved by their mom and dad, that God created them, and that Jesus loves them. We offer opportunities for you to grow and learn, such as our Building Blocks class, a place where Parents and guardians can learn what it means to be a primary faith influencer for your child. White Oak has a mom's group that meets on Friday mornings for parents of young children. This week we start life groups. Life groups are a great place to experience authentic relationships and to learn together as parents. We have a plethora of resources, including books that you can purchase or borrow. We have weekly take-home papers that help parents encourage throughout the week the lessons that their children have learned on Sunday. We send home emails with parenting tips, and there's a subscription to Right Now Media, which has a ton of videos for families to watch together, or parenting videos that you can watch. And there are so many more resources. Remember, today's big idea was embrace the opportunity and your children. Each day is an opportunity for us to make the most of the chances we've been given with our kids. God calls us onto a mission with a purpose. And in your family, that purpose is to raise your children in a way so that they can come into a full and loving relationship with God. This starts by showing them love at home 
so that they can feel that emotional and physical support so that eventually they can begin to feel that spiritual support and that relationship with God. I know this may be challenging for you as we go through this series, and I want you to know that you're not alone. There are many parents out there who feel the same thing you do, the challenges that you do with your children. And White Oak wants to know that there are a lot of resources available to you that can help you through this process. And one important one that we would like you to know about is the Parent Q app. When you download this app, it will help you with each development phase of your child's life and also give you daily and weekly reminders of how you can be supporting them. It's free and it's available to you in the Google and Apple store, so please check that out. Also, I want to remind you that this week we're starting new virtual life groups. And one of those life groups is going to be focused 100% on parenting. It'll be an intentional parenting course that we would love for you to be a part of. So if you're interested in getting some support, go to our website, thewocc.com, and click on the life group links at the top of the page for more information. You know, this first phase of preschool and toddler is foundational. In this phase, they're beginning to form all the things that make up who they are. As parents and leaders, we need to realize this and we need to embrace them. We need to give them the love and support they need. And it's going to come with challenges and it's going to be hard. But if we focus and we lean on God during this time, we can begin to set them up for the best life they can have. Remember, every phase goes fast. So don't miss your opportunity to make the most of the time you have with your children.